0: Through different areas, have our uh, have our faith shaken? Um, sometimes, hearing how far off one end uh, some people's world view is can almost shake shake your faith. And you think, what are we coming to? That that this is an issue that we're facing nowadays. And so uh, tonight, we're going to be talking. Uh, From 1 Corinthians 15, the very end of this chapter, focusing on the last verse, a verse that's familiar, but going to be uh, looking at the topic of unshakable. And we'll read this verse together. You're familiar with 1 Corinthians 15, uh, talking about if Christ is not risen from the dead, how that would change everything that we believe. But then he goes on, but Christ is risen. And uh, because of that, we have victory. We have victory over death. And because we realize uh, the resurrection of Christ, he comes and he says in verse 58, kind of a final charge here. He says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for uh, this verse. I pray that you would speak to us through it, that you would uh, give me the words to say that through it I, um, our, our view of you may be uh, strengthened, our love of you may grow, and our desire to obey you may grow as well. Lord, I, I thank you for uh, your spirit that guides us and directs us in truth. And we pray tonight that your spirit truly would direct. In Jesus' name, amen. In here, it talks about, in this verse, talks about being steadfast. Uh, Yesterday, as was mentioned earlier, if you were outside at all, you know it was rather breezy. Um, And we have moments like that here in Iowa. It might not be all the time like it is in Montana but we have moments throughout the year where the, wit- the wind picks up. Um, earlier this year, our-, our neighbor that does some farming was talking about uh, the wind came through and just completely flattened his corn, and it was-, it was done. He went out there to check, see what happened after one of the storms that came through, and it was all just flat on the ground. Just caused the wind was so strong, it just blew it all down. Uh, you've probably been out maybe walking and a gust of wind hits you and you kind of stumble. Or at least you've been driving your car and going along and you you come through a little bit. Uh, maybe hits you and, you know, kind of jerks you and frightens everybody in the car probably a little bit. Uh, maybe wakes you up. But there are things in life that can do that to our faith. As we're going throughout our Christian, as our daily walk with the Lord... There can be things that come in that really can shake us, almost like a gust of wind. And here Paul is saying be steadfast or uh, we could say be unshakable, be firmly planted. And that's what we're going to be looking at tonight is being unshakable or standing firm in humility Because sometimes we stand firm, but it's not in humility. It's in our own pride and arrogance. Well, I'm standing firm. I'm doing. Yeah, but we're doing it with the wrong heart. So standing firm in humility, ready to wisely defend the truth in love. And so that's what we mean by unshakable tonight. Standing firm in humility, ready to wisely defend the truth in love. So once again, you see the balance that we're, we're facing in life. It comes down to balance. If we just take a stand and it doesn't matter uh, what spirit we're doing it in, then we're missing the picture. It needs to be done in humility. If we're defending the truth, well, that's great. But are we doing it in love? God desires us to live faithful, fruitful and joyful lives for his glory. And if we're not being faithful, then we have been shaken in our faith. Some examples that that came to mind as I was thinking about uh, having unshakable faith, uh, a couple of of songwriters. One would be Fanny Crosby. Um, Most of you are probably familiar with Fanny Crosby. She was born in 1820. She wrote, and I can't even wrap my mind around this. She wrote more than 9,000 hymns. And some of the hymns do not have her, her name, Fanny Crosby, because they were worried that she would fill up the entire hymn book. So she wrote under different names so that they could continue to use her hymns because they didn't want just Fanny Crosby in the hymn book. More than 9,000 hymns. Uh, she lost her eyesight at the age of six weeks old uh, due to a, a guy claiming to be a doctor. Their normal doctor was out of town. And uh, this doctor told her parents, who they thought was a doctor, uh, told her parents to do a mustard plaster on her eyes, and it ended up burning them, and she went blind. And thankfully, she had got a godly mother and godly grandmother who taught her uh, not to be a victim and not to feel sorry for herself, but that God was in control of all of that. And God greatly used her. And Fanny Crosby, later in her life, um, a a well-meaning pastor, walking in the flesh—that's not what the what I read, but that's—I'll add that—said, "I think it is a great pity that the Master did not give you sight when He showered you with so many other gifts." I say walking in the flesh because. God was in control of that, even that bad circumstance that happened to her. And she responded quickly, do you know that if at birth I had been able to make one petition, it would have been that I was born blind, Um, said the poet, said this article, who had been able to see only for her first six weeks of life, because when I get to heaven, the first face that shall ever gladden my sight will be that of my Savior. Now, you think of that unshakable faith. She could have said, you know, you know, pastor, you're right. That man just think what I was able to accomplish for God without my sight. What could I have done? You know, and, and we, we say that so many times uh, in our Jim Berg study through Ecclesiastes. He mentioned about people coming, coming to the college and look at the potential out there. And he said the potential isn't there. The potential is in God. We don't go to a a, a fenced-in place full of donkeys and say, look at the potential for preachers here, but God could do that. The potential is in God, and Fanny Crosby saw that and stayed consistent. The other person that I thought of, just because it was fresh in my mind, was uh, that of Ron Hamilton. Uh, Gary mentioned, and I mentioned last week, uh, started Patch the Pirate uh, because of Uh, Losing an eye and God used that to bless his uh, to start that ministry and give him a passion for that. And I mentioned this article and some of you have maybe seen it, but his wife, his wife wrote about him just recently. For the past 40 years, God has given Ron the gift of music and language during his lifetime. He has composed over 900 songs and written for over 60 years, although music has not left him his language skills are gradually fading and we are told that he will eventually be unable to communicate verbally it is interesting to me that the very gift of language that god gave ron during 40 year window of time is the gift that is being taken from him by his illness and she writes he knoweth the end of each path that i take as you know part of uh, one of the songs that he wrote Ron and I are living uh, in Paris Mountain. We are enjoying our time together. Um, she said on, with his type of dementia, it, uh, prog- it rapidly goes. Um, although the disease is challenging for me as his caregiver, I am grateful that he is still sweet and calm as some dementia patients become agitated and ir- irritable. He falls asleep many nights on his knees by his bedside she writes he is my spiritual hero she ends it by saying thank you for your love and prayers we continue to rejoice in the lord he makes no mistake now to me if that isn't an example of unshakable faith she's not questioning she's not doubting but she's saying i'm rejoicing that god makes no mistake and we need to come back and say Lord, help me to be steadfast. Help me to be in the trials that I face, in the good times, because many times when things are going easy, those are the times we we stumble. Lord, may I be steadfast, always abounding in the work of the Lord. So what are some things that we can face that really shake our faith? Or uh, the image of might be that gust of wind that we face. Well, when trusting God conflicts with human reason. So we say, well how can that it just doesn't make sense. One example of that might be and many of you have come to find this out that we are to to give back to the Lord. And how can living on 90% be better than living on 100% of the income that you have. Human reason says it it couldn't be better. It won't be better. And on top of that, we are to give our tithes and our offerings to the Lord. So how am I supposed to live on even less than 90%? But out of trusting in God, and I'm not trusting in what my mind is telling me, but I'm trusting the promise of the Lord, That God will take care of our needs, as Matthew 6 talks about. Don't worry about these things. Uh, The animals, don't worry about them. The birds aren't out planting a garden. But yet God takes care of their needs. Are you not of more value than they? So he says, seek first the kingdom of God. So I can say, Lord, this makes no sense to me, but I'm going to step out in faith. But things like that can can shake our faith. How how are we going to do this? And many of you have maybe wrestled with those thoughts, uh, maybe relating to tithe, maybe something else where you say, Lord, this does not make any earthly sense to me. But I am going to trust what your word tells me. So things that can shake our faith when we trust uh, when trusting God conflicts with our human reason. But things that shake our faith is our fear, fear of the future, What what's going to happen tomorrow. No matter what stage of life you are in, there are things to be fearful of. As a kid, you're afraid of the dark, you're afraid of this, you're afraid of that. As you get older, your fears: what if I'm not going to uh, be able to find the job that I want? What if I'm not going to be able to get into the school that I want? What if I... Then, what if I don't find the the person to marry that that I think I should find? You know? Then you have, what if we're never going to have kids? There's those fears. What if we never stop having kids? You know? There's any number of fears that, okay, now we have kids. How are we going to keep them alive? Okay, we kept them alive. How are we going to keep them quiet? You know, there's so many areas. and then, okay, as they get older, are our kids ever going to leave the house? Maybe some of you have had those thoughts of, okay, we've kept them alive. We've done, we've tried to raise them. Now, are they ever going to go off on their own? When they do go off, what, what are they going to uh, face? Will they keep unshakable faith? But there's so many fears in every step of life that, can control us and really shake our faith. Um, Moses is an example of, he said, you know, I'm not able to speak. And, And God reminded him, who was it that made your mouth? Do you think that I am able to take care of this? If I'm asking you to do something, are you able to, am I able to see you through it? So when we're facing that fear, maybe we say, Lord, I can't in this situation. And that's a good place to be, because when we see that we can't, that's when God loves to step in and show that he is the one who we should have been relying on all the time. When I am filled with fear, it's an indicator that I am not trusting in God. Kind of like on your vehicle, you have indicators, you have warning lights that come on, uh, your car may have an indicator that shows you if your tire is low on air. Um, you might not want to ignore that. When we're, when we're filled with fear, it's an indicator light that I am not trusting God. And so I can't handle this, Lord, but I know that nothing is too hard for you. Things that can shake our faith, we don't see God's hand at work. Or maybe I could say we don't see God's hand working fast enough. God, I've trusted you for this, but I'm just not I'm just not seeing I'm just not seeing what you're doing. I'm not seeing that anything's happening. Do you know that God never forgets a promise that He has made? How many promises have we as people forgot? And some of them were not on purpose. Some we just completely spaced on it. It wasn't intentional at all. God never forgets a promise. He never messes anything up. So for us to say, God, I don't see what you're doing here. Something seems wrong. And God's timing is perfect. So for me to say, God, I wish you would I wish you would pick up the pace of what you're doing here so that I could. That's that's pride on my part. I'm trying to tell God how he ought to operate and on the timeline he ought to operate on. Lord, you're not working in my time. Um, If you have kids, sometimes have they ever tried to rush you along? Sometimes they're so excited for something. Okay, are are you done with that? Okay, calm down. Calm down. Just wait. We'll get to that. Or they have something they want to say to you, but you're in a conversation and they're just, will you? Listen, listen to me, listen. And we get that way with God, where we say, come on, are we, I need to see something happening here. And God reminds us, I'm in charge, my timing, it's perfect. So am I going to have my faith shaken because I don't see God's hand working? Or am I going to be reminded that God is in control and he is perfect in all his ways? But our faith can be shaken because we believe lies. Uh, I think of Eve in the Garden of Eden and the lie that she believed that, you know, that God doesn't doesn't love you. God doesn't want what is best for you. He is keeping something good from you. And Satan still uses that lie on you and I today. God is keeping something good from you. You need this in your life to be happy. And in our study, we're we're hearing over and over again of the different things that, that Solomon sought after that don't bring uh, happiness, don't bring lasting joy. And uh, he comes to the point over and over. What's the point? What's the point? Apart from God, there is no point. So we believe a lie. God doesn't expect you to forgive that person. If God knew what that person did to you, he would. Right there, we are believing a lie. And goes ba- that goes back to, I don't see how God could ever want me to do that. We're going back to our human reason and how we feel instead of what God's word has said. What has God's word uh, told us about that? Uh, I think of the little song, be careful little ears what you hear. You know, the kid song, oh, be careful little ears what you hear. What we watch and listen to shape what we believe. So what we are allowing in is having an impact on us. We can't say, oh, I know there's some things in there that that probably aren't true, probably aren't good, but it, it doesn't have an effect on me. But everything that we allow in is having an effect on us, and we need to say, okay, is this true? Philippians four, where it talks about, think on those things that are true and lovely, and are we thinking on those things that are true? Other two more things that can shake our faith is uh, the root of bitterness. Uh, Hebrews twelve fifteen says, lest a root of bitterness spring up, and uh, cause trouble. And bitterness can really shake our faith in the sense that. We can be so consumed by that, and disobeying God by allowing that in our life, that it really robs us of the joy of the Lord. And how can we have a strong faith when we're living in disobedience to God? But then the last thing, when we might might not think of this, but uh, a poor poor choice of friends. And we often talk to young people about, oh, make sure you pick good friends, which is very good. Uh, wisdom for them to pass along but as as adults are we surrounding ourselves with people that are encouraging us in the lord now that doesn't mean that you say oh i i can't work with this person they're on they're unsaved so i can't be around them no we are to be a light but our close friends that we have are they helping us believe the things that are true about god so building unshakable faith uh be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the lord first of all we need to be rooted in the word of god the idea here is uh the picture is that of a of a, a mature tree and when storms have come through you have probably i don't know i like to when like a big thunderstorm comes through i like to drive around afterwards and just see see what damage is out there if any and Um, you'll see these big trees that are just toppled over and um, sometimes it'll just pull the roots up and all and you'll see that they weren't very deep. Now, if our if our faith is shallow or we are not mature in our faith, we are like a young tree that is not hasn't got its roots down deep. Those young trees You have to tie them up like an apple tree. You have to make sure you have to support them so they're not going to blow over, so they're not going to grow crooked. And And as a believer, if we are not mature in the faith, we are more susceptible to the winds that come in life, the storms that roll through life. In Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7, it says, As you therefore have received Christ... The Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. So, as you have received Christ, be grounded in Him, is what He is saying. We do that by meditating on the Word of God. We do that by memorizing, and that's why it's important for us as a church to be memorizing. Psalm 119 talks about, Thy Word have I hid in my heart. That I might not sin against thee. So the more that we are hiding God's word in our heart and dwelling on Him and meditating on Him, the more secure our faith will be. So building unshakable faith, it starts with the Word of God. It starts with the Word of God. But then there's some questions that we can ask ourselves of when we are having doubts, where do these doubts come from? Does this sound like the way that God would speak? Most of the doubts come uh, should be driving us back to the word of God to find our confidence in the word of God. Coming back, being rooted in the word of God. Where where do these doubts come from? Has God ever failed me in the past or anyone? Now we can say if we are uh, not walking with the Lord closely. Yeah, he and I've heard people, I mean... I I tried that Christianity, and and the Lord, he he let me down. Now, as we look to the word of God, we see God has been faithful over and over and over again. And that's why it's important for us to keep coming back to it. Lord, I know you have been faithful, and I, I don't see what's happening here. I don't know what's going on, but Lord, I'm trusting in you. Did God promise to meet our needs as he did, as we touched on Matthew chapter six? Did he not give me the spirit to help me do what I need to do? Did he not say he would give me the spirit to help me accomplish his will? Did he not promise to never leave me or forsake me? That promise there is such a wonderful uh, promise there in Hebrews that I will never leave you or forsake you. And then we ask the question, is anything too hard for God? Lord, I don't, I don't see in this situation where my, my faith has been shaken, I don't see what's going to happen. But Lord, I know that nothing is too hard for you. So building unshakable faith, back in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said, be steadfast always abounding in the work of the Lord. So part of that, we need to always be doing the Lord's work, knowing that, as this verse reminds us, that he will reward. And with this is having an attitude that is quick to obey. Uh, We all love when our kids are quick to obey and not with a, oh, why do I have to do this? But with a joyful attitude of, oh, sure, I'll help you with that. And the Lord loves that from us, A, an attitude that is quick to obey, not, oh, that's leave that to somebody else. That's not my. No. Oh, sure. I'll help out there wherever is needed. So be faithful in doing the Lord's work. And then lastly, continue in prayer. Building faith firmly planted on the word of God. And continuing in prayer to the Lord, Philippians four talks about don't be anxious or don't worry about anything, but everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, letting your request be made known to the Lord. So continuing in prayer, uh, not only as a group, and I know the ladies had a prayer time tonight. Hopefully you were able to join them in that. But joining together in prayer is great, but. Having your own quiet time with the Lord. He wants to hear from you, not only your needs, but he wants to hear your heart and he wants to speak to you as well. And when we have a close walk with him, it gives us a secure faith. So is your faith one that can weather a storm? Or should I say, is it one that can weather the calm? That through the calmness of life, your faith can stand secure. Uh, Ron Hamilton wrote the song, Rejoice in the Lord. He makes no mistake. And as you think on that, God does not make any mistakes. That is something that we need to cling to, that God's ways are perfect. Are there things in life that are challenging? Yes, they are. But God's ways are perfect. So tonight, do you have unshakable faith or... Do the cares of this life blow you off the road? Do the challenges that you are facing, the, the frustrations, the fears, are they blowing you off the road and off your path, off of the task that God has called you to? Plant your faith firmly on the word of God because it is our sure foundation. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word I thank you for how you have allowed each of us to have uh, copies of it and even multiple copies of your word. We we really are without excuses as to why uh, we are not in your word more than we are. Lord, you have given so many resources to us to help us in in studying and help us in knowing your word. And I pray that you would just uh, help us to build our faith uh, firmly in your word that it would not be built on how we feel or what we think or what someone we respect thinks, but it would be on you and what you have told us. Uh, you have given your word to help uh, teach us who you are and and how we should live before you. And I pray that we would be quick to obey what your spirit leads. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Let's stand together.